haircut. Oh. I'm sorry, Dave. Oh. I, your hair is so yeah. astonishing today. Yeah, I, thank you. I didn't know it could get better, and then wow. it just got better. Thank you. Well, th- and thanks to the good folks at Baxter Finley on oh. La Cienega. I am not. Uh, I am not sponsored by them, but yeah. I would. I would uh, eagerly listen to an offer. I've had a haircut or two from them. I definitely won't be getting the offers, but I it's, do love that place. Your hair looks great. Thank you. Always. That's, That's a nice place. It's a good experience. Yeah, and great products. Sure. Um, I heard you on uh, our, our sister podcast, How to Be Less Old. That was a lot of fun. That they, Deanna Chang, that Emily Foster. Oh, they adore you. Oh, I adore them. And they really nailed down something that I hadn't articulated, which is that you have had a glow up. Oh, thanks. And that uh, is, of course, you know, when you... I just learned what that is. Gotten better looking? Is that, was that I guess that's what that is. It I guess that's yeah. what that is. Well, I accept that. Thank you. And what's the secret? Because um, Looking like garbage in your 20s is my strategy. You just started with the bar real, real Start, low. Yeah. And you really don't need to do much to get people yeah. to remember. I mean, if, honestly, if you just eat McDonald's and never exercise and smoke cigarettes yeah. all through your 20s, uh, you look like Steve Bannon when you're 24. <laughs> and then you honestly, like, there's your floor and you can, you have nowhere to go but up. So you really had a, a strategy. You had your eye on yes. the tiger way oh, back then. This is a long game I'm playing. That's really Wait smart. until you see me when I'm 50. I mean, I – yeah, I, I've, I had some tough younger years. Sure. I mean, I was a – Pale, sort of just shapeless uh, orb f- running around <laughs> Ohio, uh, and and uh, then yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm still mid glow up. I think. No, listen, you look fantastic. Uh, how was your Globes evening? Oh my! It was such a special night for me. So much love coming at people from the internet, from mm-hmm. real life. I'm talking, of course, about Jennifer Aniston's big moment. They they brought out. I think they described it as the two greatest icons of television comedy women, Carol Burnett and Jennifer Aniston, okay. together, okay. the pillars. And then there was a standing ovation for Jen, also for Carol okay. Burnett, but okay. for Jen. And, right. um, and she looked stunning. And, and then just literally Jen just straight up tugged on her face, just said, may I pull your ear? Which uh-huh. is not how that gesture works. Well, Traditionally, it's you know you, tug I, your you, own, you may but, not know this about awards shows, but what they do is they write those bits before. Oh, I see. And then and then the, and the presenters are just they have to do them. Oh, they to have you, to do them to give you a little insight. <laughs> so info. they write them, yep. and then the stars go up and see them for the very first time when they're on stage, and Correct. they have no power to say it to say no. Correct. Because if they you don't do, do what's on the teleprompter, teleprompter by the way is the thing that has the words on. I it. see. If you don't do that. You're uh, fired mm. from Hollywood. You were catapulted off the stage. And we don't want that return. to happen. For, yeah, it was a great night for me. Loving sure. the the Angelina Jen memes. Uh, happy to be the last person oh, carrying that torch. Please explain. Oh, well, you know, Angelina was was present. Yes. And so there were already – there was already buzz happening about the fact that they were both in the same room. Sure. By the way, I'm sorry that we're talking about this uh, a week after the fact. I know it's old news and this is much as uh, ado has already no, been made people have this, been waiting for your take all week long. Uh, my take is <laughs> unsurprising at best, but Angelina was ac- across the room. She was – there's a great picture of Dakota Johnson, who is the uh, Melanie Griffith's daughter from yes. the Fifty Shades. Uh-huh. Who is at Angelina's table, poor thing, and is clearly side-eyeing, like ev- doing everything she can short of just fully turning to look at Angelina during <laughs> yeah. Jen's uh, moment. <laughs> and she is just giving the like craziest side-eye. Meanwhile, Army Hammer is just fully staring at, oh, you know. A dream. It was uh, it was great, and Angelina didn't look up the entire time. She was in texting. Full, you know, I've always Playing Flappy thought, Bird. loved her um, – uh, who was the guy, the uh, the the preacher from the Poltergeist films? You know, oh, the, yeah, he, him. That sure. that that's Angelina's sort of uh, aesthetic, and I appreciate that. And yeah. she was really kind of in that. She was committed tonight. to it. Yeah, <laughs> she was grim. I, it, it was it was a glorious night. I missed a lot of it. I was doing something early in the night, and uh-huh. I found that if uh, award shows are very much like blockbuster movies or Apple products, in that if you don't like. If you're not in line right away yeah. and you're not the first to – if you don't get it as it's happening, right. it's very easy to lose interest almost immediately. Yes. So they started at like 5 o'clock out here. I was I was doing a show downtown and I got home at like 7 and it was like – you know, I had it DVR'd but I just kind of – I didn't 
care. Yeah. So I just sort of fast forwarded through it and I saw a lot. Of, I saw Oprah. I And it was, of course, great and everything. But I am looking forward to returning to a time when we can hear a rousing speech mm-hmm. and then when it's over, wasn't that a nice speech? Sure. Instead of sure. – Will you run the country? Because you gave a rousing speech. So what you're saying is you're not going to vote for her? In a heartbeat, I would vote for her. But I I just – I want us to get back to a time where like, oh, that was a nice speech. Now let's go back to being in this country where we trust and have faith in the basic decency of the person who runs it, even if we don't agree with them politically. I I don't know if that's gone forever. That time is gone. I I don't know if that's gone forever. Um, You reminded me though just now of of uh, something I meant to tell you. Um, My mother was in town for Christmas, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, so, and was sick almost the entire time, which oh, is kind of a bummer. God, she rallied man. for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then the rest of the time, you know, was coughing, and I had to take her to urgent care and all this oh. stuff. She's fine. She's fine. She's got the bug that's going around. But um, I picked her up the uh, the morning that I that she left to to take her to LAX, and and I picked her up like I dropped. We had had dinner, and I dropped her off the night before, and she packed. And uh, and so as we're like preparing to leave, she was like, "Dave, I saw the dippiest movie last night." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh boy, I wonder, I wonder what it was." And because uh, you know, because she couldn't quite figure out the hotel TV. Like at home, she oh, knows right, how to get right, to right. Turner Classic Movies and Fox News, and that's all she will ever need. But like in the hotel, you just never know. Like it could be pay per view, it yeah. could be you know, it could be HBO or Showtime or Cinemax, God forbid. Oh God. So. Uh, so, oh, oh, and I just kept, I was, I kept thinking it would get less goofy, but David never did. And I was like, what is this movie? Like, I'm dying to know. Yeah. And, and there's no way in the world she's ever going to be able to tell me. Oh, um, Because she kind of doesn't, like, she's good with names of people that she knows, but the new people, it's like, oh, she went, she did the thing with the guy. Right. And it's like, right. I have no idea what. So, um, so I was like, well, what, what was this movie, mom? And, uh, and I had a terrible feeling about it right away. <laughs> I just had a really – I had a sinking feeling. Like long ago, my parents went to Branson, Missouri, uh-huh. and they saw a show. This is when I was doing a, like a lot of improv. And they're like, we saw a show that – oh, was he funny. And in my head, I was like, they saw fucking Yakov Shmirnov. Oh. Like there's no way they didn't. And, and like – and they were – and they couldn't think of his name. They're like, oh, he does like – oh, what a country. And it's like, well, sure enough, they saw Yakov Shmirnov. They saw Yakov Shmirnov, by the way. He did five shows a day. They saw him on a Thursday at 9.30 a.m., Wow. And it was sold out. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's Great a time that's for comedy 9:30 right? a.m. <laughs> right. Old people in a big theater in the middle of nowhere Missouri 9:30 a.m. Anyway. Uh so I was like, "Mom, what so what happened in this movie?" I said, "Oh, well, he's real rich and she works for him and they start seeing <gasps> they start seeing each other, and then he starts hitting her on the bottom." Oh and he won't God. stop hitting her on the bottom, Dave. And I was like, God damn it, my mom watched all of Fifty Shades of Grey. Wow. And, and th- again, this is an 85-year-old Catholic, you know, rel- I won't even say relatively sheltered, very sheltered woman. And, and uh, hasn't read the books. Uh, has 100% not read the books. So I was like, oh, well, I'll be darned. It turns out that's actually a really popular series of movies and books. And I kind of explained the whole thing. And she said, oh, your generation, what are they going to think of next? <laughs> And and I knew that I could hold back on explaining that S&M is a thing that has existed for centuries, right. like really throughout history and, and whatever. But I was like, well, you know, listen, we got a car ride to LAX. So so I, I didn't go fully into S&M because – Oh, anyway, my God. But, but I was like, it is, you know, it's a thing that, that you know, cult, like exists throughout cultures and, and, you know, over the course of hundreds of years. And she said, oh, well, I don't believe history. <laughs> and I said, excuse me? And she said, I don't. Well, I mean, I, you know, I took the classes, but so many of the things they said were so dippy. I just think they make it up. So I found out that my mother watched a whole movie about S&M and also does not believe anything that ever happened. Wow. All at once. Honestly, I got to believe that I <laughs> – the fact that she was like, I'm going to stay with it to see if it gets less dippy. Yeah. It's like, mm, was part of her kind of into that Jamie Dornan uh, action? I uh, mean, come I'm glad. On. I, okay. I'm glad you said Jamie Dornan rather than, than it, getting hit on the bottom. Oh, but no, uh, no. yeah, no, uh, maybe, maybe. He's a very handsome guy. It can't be denied. I mean, because it literally is a movie made for moms to like titillate moms. I'm assuming. I've never seen it. Um, I, I saw it in the theater opening night. Ugh, and it's, it was I, – I, there were so many book groups 
that went to see it together. I saw it at the Arclight. They yep. had the Fifty Shades white and red available at the bar because wow. E.L. Fudge or whatever her uh-huh. name is has like a whole – has wines. Uh, so people were were doing that and they uh, – like all the friend groups had like goodie bags that they had made for each other. It was uh, – and even they didn't like the movie. It's so crazy that it's like so – it's so on brand for me that mm-hmm. I, I don't know – it's almost like it's too on the nose for me to have like sort of ironically but not really like gotten into the Fifty Shades thing and I miss it all. Although yeah. now – Given Dakota's uh, recent Gen Alliance, you might maybe hop on I board. Hop on board. Uh, it is absolutely abysmal. I, wow. uh, I don't recommend it. Dippy says it's Dave real Holmes dippy. Ma. It's real dippy. Yeah, super dippy. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, I'm gonna hit Matt on the bottom, <laughs> and we'll be right back with our special guest, Louis Peetsman. Yay! Well, we are back with our guest, Louis. Peitzman, Dave. Jesus. Well, Christ. I'm pretty sure it's Peitzman. Uh, he's know. literally sitting before you. The, and, and my ears did perk up when I heard Louis Peitzman. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm glad I didn't say it out loud because I've been running around saying Louis Peitzman. Um, so, Louis, what is it? Well, Dave might be right. I, I I've always said right. Peitzman, but I can't. Dave, the way he said it sounded right. So mm-hmm. it could be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Peitzman. Oh, you might change it. I might right change now. it. Yeah, why not? I've known you for years. You have, have I years. never said your full name in Probably, front of you? I guess maybe not. Don't. Maybe not. I don't know which of you I've known longer, actually. Mm. Interesting. We Do you met, remember where we met? We met at a wedding at the Madonna Inn. Yes, we did. We were seated next to each We were seated at, it was clearly like the, the gay table. table. No, it was the gay the, table. It was the gay table. It was next to, we were with Drew, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, we were the only gay guys there. <laughs> so I, I think it was the gay table, but um, LA is fine. But I got to think, think that was well, I was just starting. Michael and I just started dating, so that was four years ago. Oh, right. He was like, he wasn't there, but he was there. Yeah, I did. I did not get a plus. This is a wedding. Like, I wasn't like close enough to get a plus one. Understandably, totally fine. But Michael did want to like see the Madonna Inn, which is a pretty cool place. But I was like, oh. you can come with me. I'm gonna leave for a few hours and go to the wedding and stuff. You're gonna do your own thing, and he was fine. That's actually kind of the ideal situation. I also had a, I had a room for like two, that. but I was by myself. But I did have a room for two. Oh. It's just very I made it sound very sad. Place. I just I wanted a, a caveman room. That's I th- the whole story. I think the deal is I heard somebody who I thought probably knew you better say Peetzman. It's fine. And then that it stuck might be in my Pete's head man. that way. I don't know. Will Leach was on NPR and they introduced him as Will Leitch and I called him <sighs> Will Leitch for years until he corrected me. And even then I was like, I'm pretty sure it's it, yeah. it's Leitch. They do their fact checking. You never know. know. You really know. You really don't know. It's subjective. Mm-hmm. What are names? Well, Lewis, this is the part of the show where we talk about pop culture, but I know that that is not your area and not something you're interested in. So, yeah. no, I stay I stay away from that. You watch Super Bowls and and uh, and things. Like I've that never watched the Super Bowl no. actually. I just I don't think I have. Oh well, um, I've, I've been in rooms where they were on. Yeah, I guess that counts. I don't know. I th- yeah, I just you think I would have seen one at some point. Well, at least for the food, at least for like the snack options. Yeah, it seems like you would have been forced to see a quarter. In, in fairness, the snacking does not take place on camera at a Super Bowl. There's <laughs> more at <laughs> I parties. See. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of theme snacks, but they don't yeah. like, traditionally do them during the show. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you watching lately? What am I watching? What, um, what has made a mark on you recently? You know, I I feel really I, I've been rewatching Housewives a lot, and I know that's bad mm-hmm. because I, there are other things to watch. But I just I can't get enough. I have a problem, uh, so Which that's one? a big one for me. All of them. No. Um, I'm really so Jersey's on right now, mm. uh, and Atlanta's on right now, mm. uh, and Atlanta's. I, would you say going well as always? I don't watch. You don't either watch. One you don't watch either one. Great. No, I don't. Which ones do you watch? Some Beverly right? Hills in New York religiously. Okay, and I dip in and out of the others. I dip in. I am dipping into Jersey. This season, also, because See, Jersey, the virus is spreading. Right, Jersey yeah. fell so far, and then it kind of came back, and now mm-hmm. I like it again. Okay, and I was really into because I brought back Danielle, who's like you know the ultimate wild card, and that like yeah. she probably shouldn't be allowed on television, and <laughs> it was dangerous because she had a she brought a guy with a gun. Like I don't know if you know this, but like original season, her whatever her season was, it was the first one. Um, and she was on two as well. One of those parties, she brought a guy with her who, who was like packing heat, and it was like a big deal. Yeah, because they were like, "What if he'd like shot someone?" Like it was her security, but it was still kind of shady. Um, and so bringing her back, I feel like, is like an actual life or death decision. Um, but it's paid off. So and no one's died yet. She's, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. 
She doesn't have a title card. Correct? No, which is which is contentious, and I, I've heard some things about that. What? What? Just yeah, that, tell us what you've heard. And by heard things, I mean I read Radar online, which is total garbage. A paper of note. Um, a, but what, they what get all their tips from other housewives, so it's like you know it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. There was one one thing that I had heard was that. She had a sexy rendezvous at uh, one of the last parties. Like she like had sex with someone in, in the uh, in the bathroom or something at this at one of the the functions, and like demanded that they remove that footage, oh. which caused a rift. That was that was the that's the current radar online rumor, which could be totally false. Interesting. And I'm saying it. allegedly. I don't know. Well, it, I what I like about her presence this season, what I've seen is like she's coming back with her head just held low. And is that the phrase? Well, let's 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 find out. She's she's shamed. She's she's, I don't know if that's true. I think that's a. I think she's pretending to be shamed. She's pretending to be. I mean, it's clearly an act. I mean, she wants to come in and just be in full super. I think she's a chameleon, you know. And I think anyone who's been engaged nineteen times more now, actually, because she got engaged more since then. Oh wow. um, it can like adapt to different people. And so I think she's performing as like this cause, cause Teresa's never contrite. So I think Danielle's kind of taking on that role of like yeah. the apologizer and like the one who's kind of making amends. Um, but no, she's definitely not. And not to make this a housewives podcast. Oh, well, oh, I just, oh my God, dude, the commenters love to hate on me <laughs> when I fucking talk about the housewives. Listen, it's a, it's an important part of pop culture. It's it, it who I am. And I do, and I do watch a lot of it. And I, it's like lately I've been really, I've been like a little, a little down and a little bit indoorsy. And it's like very much a pick me up for me, or at least like a kill time for me. Yeah. Well, what about so I, I was I was just going through your um, your BuzzFeed articles, and one of them that was that I really enjoyed was top uh, was it top seventeen horror movies of seventeen? It was nineteen. Nineteen. Can't believe you don't remember the number. That's well, that's, that's a little it, embarrassing because if you think about it, seventeen and seventeen almost would. Match a little sure, and like nineteen yeah. is an arbitrary number, but I still feel like you should have gotten it. <laughs> they were each each of them were great, um, but uh, I bring that up because we, of course, uh, had you. You were you have been our one and only phone in caller. That's on I, I'm very show. honored to share your thoughts on Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, um, and I just really appreciate like I uh, you know your take on horror movies. Hearing hearing a smart person uh, talk about horror movies is, uh, I don't know, it's inspiring to me. Oh, thank you. Um, so what are you loving lately in the horror genre? Well, I watched a lot for that list because yeah. I, I don't watch a lot of movies during the year. I I see theater a lot for work because I, I cover theater mostly. And so I pretty much work all day and, and then go see shows and then go home and like watch a little TV and fall asleep. So I catch up on all my movies in like December and January. Mm-hmm. Um, so I marathoned like everything on that list in December. Um, so my mind is just flooded with all of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a lot of them that I really liked. Um, the one that I was talking about a lot was uh, was Better Watch Out, which I keep plugging to people. Yeah. Because it's like a really twisted Christmas slasher movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With like a, a twist that I can't talk about. So it, bringing it up is totally pointless, but you should watch it. But something you could easily dismiss, like, oh, I don't want to watch a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah, I try to watch everything. And, I try, like, and that's ridiculous because there's so much trash. Uh, but like... Anything that like seems reasonably good or like potentially interesting, I try to watch. I watched The Babysitter on Netflix, which I did not love, but also was like glad that I watched. Mm. And why? Why was I glad I watched it? Yeah, because um, it was like a little. It was like mildly subversive. Like it was like they were they were almost getting at something cool. And I think if I'd been like significantly higher, which I was not at all, mm. I, I would have really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. That's always um, the problem, isn't it? it you know, it's, it's you shouldn't smoke before you watch scary movies. It can be really intense. Yeah, it could go real. It can get, it can get really bad. I'm I'm literally living in one right now. We have moved to a like a, a, a house and. I, I mean, I'm not even going to get into it, but the, the coyotes are coming after me. There's uh-huh. a spirit that's coming after me. I, we, I don't even have time to get into it right now. <laughs> this is just set up for when you're eventually murdered is what. Yeah, just you heard it here backstory. first. Backstory. Sure. Um, so I was thinking we should do a I – I should have prepared something, but I want to do some top fives with you. On the oh, great. Page. I'm so bad at top fives like off the cuff, but sure. Yes. And you have to do them as fast Nobody's as possible. Nobody's bad at them. I'm terrible at them. What, I'm so what, bad at them because I, I put so much thought into every ranking that I do that whenever someone's like, give me your top five, mm-hmm. I like freeze up. 
because well, I want to like re- I want to like rewatch everything and then like give you like a well reasoned explanation for no, why I ranked it that way. No, that's not what we want. <laughs> I, what we I want. know, I know. Yeah, we want snap judgments. Yeah. We want we want top of mind. Yes, well, we'll we do want like a Rorschach test. Yeah. Okay, ready? What are we? Okay, yeah. Okay, top yeah. five horror movies of all time. Go. Uh, 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 Scream. One. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Two. Halloween. Three. Problematic but Rosemary's Baby. Four. Uh, Jennifer's Body. Wow. Okay. But I don't know if that order is right. Oh, were you doing I mean, one listen, to five or five to one? I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. Five, you know what? It's, okay, it's, it's fine. It's, you, it, I think we got, we got you're there. You're doing great. Yeah. I do feel really bad about Rosemary's Baby, though, and I'm going to write myself a letter about how that was inappropriate. How the movie was inappropriate? No, how the Polanski gave it all is inappropriate. Oh, no, sure. right, right, right. I heard something about him. Mm. Okay, <laughs> top five television shows of all time. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, Buffy. Mm. Uh, 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 Mad Men. Mm. It feels a little basic, but <laughs> it's a great show. Uh, uh, Gilmore Girls. Wow. Okay. Um, Parks and Rec. Mm. Uh-huh. You're overthinking it. You're I know I'm overthinking it. it. It's You're killing me. It. It's and killing me. Friends, Dave. Okay, you, you know what? I do. I do love Friends. Okay, sure. great. Oh, what am I saying? Golden Girls. I can't oh, believe that's embarrassing. Of course, it's almost like too. It's too obvious. obvious. It's almost it's too obvious. The category. You're, I, you know, I actually think if I like, like, if I'd open things up to like to like the sitcoms that I watched growing up that like made me gay, I think I would have included like Golden Girls, Roseanne, and The Nanny. Oh, oh wow. God. God, which are all great. Sure. I mean, Roseanne also problematic, but. That's a more recent thing. Are you excited for the reboot? Here's the thing. Let's get the thing. I there's been a lot of debate over whether or not the character would have voted for Trump, and I fully believe she would have. Like yeah. I, I feel like not the character as she was then, but like give her like some time to marinate in her surroundings and everything and and their lives. And I don't know. It just feels like that story of like someone who at a time was like super pro labor and super progressive and super like. All of those things could become one of those like Obama turned Trump voters. Yeah. Do you think that's a thing that will be explored? Yeah. No. It. Is, I mean, it is. It's very much like part of the of the show. You know, because because Jackie's a a, a Hillary supporter uh-huh. or a not Trump supporter. I think it's a really it, it's a really rich topic to explore as a show. The fact that the real Roseanne, is sure, a Trump and that's the thing, and and Roseanne's not like a not a rational one. No, yeah. she's a conspiracy theory. She's like a pizza gator. So it's like that's the part where I'm like, I can't ra- like that's not okay. Like that's that's beyond the line. I mean, it's all. It's None tough. of it's great, but I, I feel like if it were a story about, you know, these sort of like blue collar Trump voters yeah. and, and how they reconcile that with like their their other beliefs and sure, but like she believes that like Hillary Clinton, you know, runs a sex ring in a pizza place. <laughs> She's I don't know if she believes crazy. that exactly, but she definitely like is, is it's not a stretch yeah. to think that she might. Right. Yeah. Uh I have to this is so Cruel, but uh, <laughs> but it was said to her face at the Roseanne roast. My one of my fa- I don't like roasts, but one of my favorite jokes of all time was Anthony Jeselnik at the Roseanne roast. So you got gastric bypass surgery and you beat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, so fucking harsh. Good. It's That's just good. beautiful. Uh, top five super hunks of the 1990s. Oh, I'm just too young for that. I don't oh, know. If I can shut the fuck up. That's not true. Uh, 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 Josh Hartnett. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Heath Ledger. Is that is that is that nineties? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so ten things I, I hate about you era. Yeah. Okay. We can also put Joseph Gordon-Levitt on that as well. We'll okay. do both of those guys. Okay. Never thought I'd hear him described as super hunk. He's not yeah, super especially hunk. The 90s version, I, you know what? Version. I'm just I'm going. I'm not a hunk He's per se. This is like really hard. This is really hard for me because I'm not rock from the sun. Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the new kids on the block, the one who had like a career Jordan. after. No, Joe. no, no. The other one. Joey McIntyre. Yeah, oh, I like so Joey. Yeah. Going two Wahlbergs in that. No, list. no, no, no. J- no, Joey. Joey oh, McIntyre. Joey. Yeah, yeah. He's for sure aged the best of all of them. He was the one who did give it to you, right? That that. Uh, no, that was no, Jordan. That was Jordan. Jordan. What did Joey McIntyre do? Uh, and stay the same was his comeback. Okay, song. well, whatever. Any of them really are fine. Not Donnie, but any of the others are fine. Donnie, 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 Donnie at the, the time, nice. Donnie at the time is fine. I, you know, that's, again, that's a little. I, I think I got into them after New Kids on the Block had stopped being New Kids on the Block. Well, that's uh, your first mistake when they went real straight. Uh, I mean, I was thinking. I was thinking of like. You know, the boy bands that, like, I was really into, like, secretly. Top five boy bands you were really into, like, secretly. Oh, I mean, like, 
I was always more Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Mm. Um, five, that was the British one, right? Yep. The Baby, bo- yeah. when the lights yeah, that one. go out. Um, yes. It was LFO a boy band? Who? LFO, like they the count. light funky yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. They count. Um, Which of the LFO? Boys. Oh, the, the, I don't know, the main guy? I, I, don't, I don't know their names. Well, I was, was, give, me, give me a description. The, the guy in the video who sings about the, you know. The girl on TV? The, yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. The, with the, the blonde know. one? Yeah. He's dead now. Okay, well, now I feel sad. Yeah, I sorry. didn't follow them the way. Yeah, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were the big ones. Oh. Yes. What about? I, mean, I can't even think of a fifth one. 98 Degrees. Nick Lachey. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. No, All the shoulder presses. I actually do like Nick Lachey <laughs> a lot now. I, Nick Lachey aged very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't think that at the time very much. But I was, but Backstreet Boys, like, that was, like, very early, like, early crush-wise. Like, like Nick Carter was, like, a big deal for me when I was, like, 14, 15. Mm. Yeah. Where What's are you at with him now? Yeah. I'm literally just doing it in my mind going, is he the – nope, that's Aaron. That's Aaron. No. Just do that. Uh, Aaron Carter says he's ready to, to date men. So I'm yeah. I'm just – I'm put. I'm, I, I did say that I would do that if he wanted to take the plunge. Um, Honestly, he seems tr- He seems like trouble. I make terrible choices in dating. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I'm like, you seem like you have a lot of baggage. Like, let me get in mm-hmm. on that. Um <laughs> Uh, Nick Carter now still looks great, but also was accused of things recently. Oh fuck! I know I've, we have to just keep a list because it's it's constantly uh, you got to keep updating. Isn't there isn't someone uh, circulating a Google Doc where we can keep track of uh, the like a, yeah the endless list? Of, sure, I think yeah. as men we don't have access to it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, I th- I'd like to know. I'd like to be able to keep track. You know who looks really good uh, is uh, an. Wait, he's in sync. Uh, Howie, that's in sync. Oh yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I no, that's Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Backstreet. Yeah, okay. producer Dana just leapt out of her skin. I'm that so is sorry. why there's I'm a so, skeleton. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have done my research, but I no, it, no, you're right. Of course, Backstreet Boys, and I saw them perform, and I was like, Howie has actually aged the best. I'll be honest. Howie is, Howie the is Danny so Wood of the Backstreet Boys. Like I would Danny say, Wood AJ is, is the, the Danny Wood of the Backstreet Boys. AJ. AJ, he's kind of got the curly whirly facial hair oh, and like right. all the tattoos. Well, I and say stuff. Danny because Danny has, has aged very, very well. Cartwheels, acrobatics, everything. Danny Wood? Yeah. I'll be darned. I just think that Howie, yeah, Howie looks very handsome. Um, and I couldn't think of like anything he did. I, I, can't, I can't think of anything that like distinguishes Howie. I think he had a, a cameo on Roswell hmm. at the end of the oh. first season. Like he had one line. But other than that, I don't think he's actually done anything um, but aged well, which is an accomplishment. Listen. Unto itself. When we go on a um, New Kids on the Block cruise to do a live homophilia show, will you come with us? Or I would do like a Backstreet Boys cruise. Why? Yeah. Why isn't that? Maybe that's why this is falling apart. Is it because it's it, too niche? They need to expand the brand a little. But bit. But I do. Th- I do a, think New Kids is like a little before my time. Not not actually pretending to be that young. We get it. But I'm just saying. I think it's on well, no, because they were when, when were they when were they big? They were big in like like the eighty nine to ninety two. Yeah. Okay, so I was like you know very young. All right, fair enough. Um, I think that we should take a break. I think that's I think that's wise. And then I think we will come back. I think I think Dana needs a, <laughs> yeah, a quick drink of water. To take a walk. Yep. Um, and uh, we need to check in with uh, Lewis's, um, a com- you know, person who's accompanying him because he's 17. That's a joke about how young he is. Yep, he's very young. And we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I hated 2017 so much. Fuck that year. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> but good music came out of it. Yeah. And Comedy Bang Bang was consistently Super funny. Of course. Always great. Uh, The best of, by the way, is out now. (gasps) Yep. That's Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins counting down the top 15 moments from the show in 2017 as voted by you in four bonus episodes. That's how good the show was. The best of show isn't one show. It's not two shows. It's not three shows. Nope. Four bonus episodes. If you've never listened to Comedy Bang Bang, this is actually a great way to get yourself involved. Yeah. Uh, get into the show, find out what everyone's been talking about, learn the characters, learn the lingo, keep a glossary, uh, get on a secret Facebook group about the show, get into deep conversations about it, start hanging around the Earwolf offices uh, in dark clothing on the off chance that you might bump into a uh, a Lauren Lapkus, uh, a Ben uh, Ben Schwartz. Um, You you know what I'm saying. Oh, my God. It's a great show. You're going to fall in love with it. 
Uh, You're going to find out what episodes made the list, by oh, the yeah, way. I guess so. Because it might be Solo Bolo Sincolo with Ben Schwartz, or mm-hmm. it might be the big 500th episode. Wow. It might be the Calvin's Twins returning. Who knows? Listen, there are infinite possibilities. Actually, there aren't infinite possibilities because there have There's, only been 500 shows. But that's still a lot of possibilities. You can find out. Just listen to the Comedy Bang Bang Best of Episodes on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Earwolf.com, whatever podcast you choose. Folks, we are back. There was too much gold with happening with Louis Peitzman. You did, Louis Peitzman. Actually, I got used the other way, and now I feel now I'm sad, but it's okay. Maybe by the end of the show, we'll change back. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. All right, so we were getting into your into your type. Or right. one of your types. One of my types. We all yeah. have various yeah. types. Well, we were talking about boy bands again, mm-hmm. um, and and I was just saying that like I feel yeah I feel like I mean Nick Carter kind of defined like a type for me sure of like this like kind of dirty greasy Nick Carter well like because he was like he was like sweet looking but he seemed kind of like there's something a little bit like uh, edgier about him to me for whatever sure. reason than the other something ones. Orlando about him yeah, yeah like yeah. there's something like 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 his hair smelled. Uh-huh. Like you could imagine that his hair smelt. Sure, Oof. and I liked that. Oof. Interesting. Oof. Isn't that he gross? Like one of those guys who does the you know the San Diego jerk off videos. There was the movie with James Franco. What am I talking oh, about? Uh, yeah, are we talking yeah. Sean Cody? Yeah, ta- yeah, yeah. Or, or, Brent um, Corrigan. Yes. yes you know yes, what yes, the yes. you know what the quote I always associate with Nick Carter is? It's a Brady Ellis quote from Rules of Attraction. And it's like a boy who couldn't remember if he was Catholic or not. And for some reason, like mm. that always like made me think of Nick Carter. Uh-huh. Well, um, the time uh, that uh, the Backstreet Boys came to the MTV studio to announce that AJ was going to rehab. I like that we, everyone just like on, suddenly leaned in really Yeah, literally. Any time Dave tells this, a story from the olden days. It's, I didn't know that you could do this in this room, but there is a spotlight on me right now. <laughs> and all the other lights have gone out. We but anyway. need a sound effect. <laughs> so they came in to, to announce live on TV that AJ – had checked himself into rehab and hundreds of girls were in there. Everybody was crying. All the girls were crying. Um, I myself held it together. Um, but I, what I do remember is that Nick Carter wore a t-shirt that said, grab a booty and pinch. It was like, it was a fake, it was like an Abercrombie and Fitch shirt, but it was grab a booty oh, and grab pinch. grab a booty and pitch. Pinch. Oh, and pinch. Pinch. Um, you know what came up today uh, on my work slack, someone brought this up randomly, was the part of your book about Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I, I posted that today. Oh, that must be why he yeah. brought yeah. it up. I thought it was just a random memory. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. For, yeah, for, to, just to, for those who haven't gone and bought the book. That's which is shocking. Available it's and it's back a, right a, now with bonus material. Book. Thank you very much. Uh, the, I, uh, I, Mark Wahlberg would always come by the studio anytime he had something to promote, which was always, and his thing <laughs> was he would, uh, like when he saw me, he would pull me aside and be like, they paying you yet, bro? And I was like, yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're paying me. And, and then he'd go like, yeah, okay, man, got to make sure they're paying you, bro. And I was like, okay. And I, like, he never said my name or whatever, but he like knew who I was and pulled me aside and asked if they were paying me. He was me. just concerned about, he seems concerned he about seems, my well-being. Was he though? He seems truly insufferable. Like I've you know, never, he was uh, very friendly. And then I bumped right, well. into him at mass on at like a good shepherd <laughs> in Beverly Hills. And at the sign of peace, I swear to God, he said, he looked at me in the eyes and said, they paid you yet, bro. Wow. Yeah. It was very strange. So I posted that on Twitter today and when and it like did well, which is a mixed blessing because then you get to the people who are like, well, he didn't say it to Michelle. Wo-. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, why that's, that's why the, I posted there it. There you go. You know, well, he hit a guy who's Asian and that guy's blind. No, yeah, no, I, yeah, I know. I know. I <laughs> my, had nothing. My favorite thing. My, my, have it's not his followers. It's, he's no, retweeted into the It just masses, goes. But it's reached it's the so irritating. Like, I think it's the ones that like. I, I, whenever I, I was doing the horror movie list and I was like talk, talking about horror a lot, every time I would say anything about like trying to rank horror, people would be like, what about the, the president? That's pretty scary, huh? What about uh, the news? Yeah. How's the, how yeah. scary is that? What yeah. about the orange Cheeto? Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. just like, this is exhausting. And also like, it's not a super creative nickname and we should do better. Yeah. And maybe you don't do a lot of, um, shaming of other people online though. Should I do more? Well, no, I do. I guess I just feel like of all of the like kind of, um, you know, like the the guys in our orbit who have uh, like a big Twitter following and are very active and, and, and do a bit of living out loud there. You, I think – come at it from a much more like uh like open hearted way. I is my well, my well my, I think that um my shtick is that I'm nice. 
uh, because I feel really bad otherwise. So it's not really a shtick. I just feel really guilty if I mean to anyone. You're being nice just out of like selfishness, basically. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. just brand promotion. No, I, I, I genuinely don't. I, I do feel bad like every time. And like there have been t- every once in a while, like someone will send me something dumb and I'll retweet, I'll quote retweet it. And then they'll be like, you're dragging your fault. Fo- you're like getting your followers on me. Like you're, you're sticking your followers uh-huh. on me. And then I feel bad and I delete it. Like even if they're, it's just, I don't want to be mean to people. Mm, I do. Yeah, That's I fine. It. You should be. I, I think that some people deserve meanness. I did I did it last night, though. There was someone about Mark Wahlberg because I was talking to, to someone else about the situation, just like it's, you know, whatever. And he was yeah. like, I can't believe you care this much. It doesn't, doesn't affect your life at all. And I was like, you are a stranger, like, tweeting at me about this. It doesn't affect your life at all. But you yeah. love Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And and it does affect your life. It is your job. You well, write yeah, about it this is. business. It is. And also, like, you should have compassion for, for things. And also, whether or not you think, like, actors deserve to make as much as they do, like, equal pay is a thing that affects all of us in different ways. And especially, anyway, yeah. you get the idea. I don't need to make my pitch to you. Mm-hmm. Let's um, get back to boys. I, yeah, let's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one of your types is the dirty, filthy, oxy dealer, uh, Aaron Carter type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Which, uh-huh. Is, which is baffling to me. I can't really see you with I don't think that I've yeah I don't think that that's like a fantasy type that's not like the type that I would go after okay. that mm-hmm. didn't that didn't make it less weird that okay that's fine <laughs> that's fine you don't want to aim higher in your fantasy life no I, I mean like that was just like you part of my in your fantasy life. you know I don't know I, I think that a lot of my like like development like when I was like 14 15 like what I was like looking at online porn wise was like I was reading erotic stories about the Backstreet Boys, and that's probably why I'm broken in this in this way. Wow. Okay. That was a lot to admit, and I all don't right. even feel ashamed. Weirdly yeah, enough, the spotlight is now on Lewis <laughs> Peitzman. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of these erotic Backstreet Boys. Uh, you fan know, fiction? Does it, I mean, stories? no, it wasn't, it wasn't fan fiction. It was nifty.org. Nifty.org was like what... Did you? Did no one else? I don't do you, know what you don't know, know what nifty.org no. is. No, I've talked about this on Twitter, and like it definitely is like a thing that like so, like because it was before there was like there wasn't like XTube or like Pornhub, and there weren't like you know there wasn't like free streaming porn. Right. So you would read like erotica, and and it, it, and, and there was a celebrity section. So you would like there were had like thousands of stories does that, that were still like, exist. Yeah. Okay. Nifty. Going out of airplane mode, oh. folks. All right. Um. And there, yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot of. I read a lot, you know. And and I, b- boy bands were so popular. There's a separate boy band subsection of the celebrity porn section. And then and once you discovered that, then you were like, well, then I was good, then I was just good for for you know for a while. Do you have any plot lines that you remember more than others? You no, know, I don't. No, I don't know if I want to go that far or that deep into it. Um, was it meaning you remember? You just don't know if you want to. Yeah, it. yeah. Can I just say the funniest thing I remember reading on that site? Um, was a story called "Dude, You're Getting Dude, You're Getting the Dell Guy," and it was it was about that stoner guy from the Dell commercials yes. who was so hot he when was I was so hot. Like I, he was like so what I was into at that time. He was also kind of like dirty and like, and also it's, I think it's also like just like a SoCal like you grew up around that kind of like Orange County whatever like surfery stonery thing. Yeah, um, I know that surfers and stoners would hate being conflated that way. Probably that's like a different culture. Yeah, it's um, better. They're not listening. Great. Uh, yeah, it's like also just that you know, like that was like so like what I yeah that guy, that guy yeah. Yeah, yeah the Dell guy yeah I had a thing for the Dell guy also Unexpected. but I was like thirty two or something like I was too old I think so he, was, he didn't a, do he didn't do TRL. Uh, he might have, but it would probably have been after my time. Uh, I do follow him, though, on Instagram. What? He is oh. now a serious actor. No. He was off-Broadway in a play at the Jerry Orbach Theater wow. with the guy who played Trevor on All My Children. Wow. That's, a, yep. that's actually incredible. I can't believe you didn't cover this show, Lewis. I'm actually really upset about it because I would have done a fantastic story about um, about that. Of actually, course. I've tried doing nostalgia things about, like, I'll do, like, theater theater stories about like this actor from a show you watched when you were a kid is like now in theater because I care and they don't do so well. I did a Larissa Atlantic story and I was like, of course everyone loves Alex Mack. And then like no one read it. Listen, uh, guys, enough with the bullshit enough uh, of all of this diverting from the topic at hand, which is Lewis's love life. Yeah. What's happening? What's your current? I thought that outing myself as a Backstreet Boy porn reader was pretty revealing. It's pretty great. That's but I can <laughs> talk about other things too. No, yeah. no. I'd love to come back to that. But <laughs> what's do your you, current dating status? Yeah. Do you date? How uh, do you date? I – yes. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of date. I kind of date. Um, I've been pretty bad at it for the past like uh, year or two. It's been a lot of um, 
like nebulous, like friend, like friends with benefit relationships has been sort of my thing for a while, which is not, you know, which is like not exactly dating. But why is that? But that doesn't make you bad at it. That just makes Um, I don't know. I think that like as I get older and think that like maybe I should want to get married at some point or like have at least like a long term relationship. I realize I haven't had one in a long time. Not that you do want to get married. That I should want. That I should, should want, want to get married. You don't. No, want I do. To, no, no. I. I kind. I kind of do. I did like last year have a weird like the secret moment where I was like, I'm gonna get married, but before I'm 35, which is super unrealistic, because um, I'm 31. But I. I had this moment where I was like, I'm gonna just put it out there. Um, but yeah, I go back and forth on it. I think it is more like feeling a weird social obligation as like all of the gays get married. Not all the gays get married. They don't. They don't. They don't. No but a lot of them do. At this table. That's fantastic. Congrats to you either way. If you were married, I would <laughs> be equally happy for you. But it's, okay, so you're feeling some sort of pressure to have a relationship that you can define. Yeah, because I just haven't in so long. Yeah. Um, but I find dating, like dating, dating, just like going on dates and getting to know someone to be like the most exhausting, awful thing. Like, I don't, I mean, some people like it, I guess, but I think most people think it's terrible. Um, so these friends with benefits relationships, how do they start? Oh God. Um, I, I've met a lot of people that like, I, you know, we connect well, we become friends and there's like a, some sort of connection or attraction, but we like can't date for one reason or another. Like it's not going to work out. And so we just kind of skip over that part where you just kind of fall into like, uh, we're friends who sleep together thing. And there's not like, you're not like, you know, worried about dating milestones or like right. any of that. And where are you meeting them? You know, I meet most people on Twitter, which is so embarrassing. That's um, not embarrassing. at all. I think it's a little embarrassing. It's it's cool that what why? It's a little it's, it's just a little trite to me. Like the whole DM slide thing is like a little but I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, the, the people that I've had the longest term things with have been people I met on Twitter. And then like Tinder and OkCupid and so yeah. then, so then you meet in person, you hang out, mm-hmm. you become, you mm-hmm. strike up a friendship, right? And a lot of people, I mean, I've I've made like a ton of friends on Twitter in a non-sexual way, uh-huh. but some are sexual. Sure, okay. I'm just, I I think what I'm getting at is what is the difference between meeting somebody on Twitter and then having sex with them eventually and yeah. dating. That's a very good question. You should ask the people who don't want to date me. Um, but I mean, you are in a way dating. Like you I, are, I agree. Yeah. Going I, from I, strangers, no, I, I two totally, people who know each other. I totally agree. I think it's a very. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that like it's like whether or not you use the word. I don't know. It doesn't. I think dating for a lot of people is more about where you end up and the fact that like if you're dating someone. Um, even though you can casually date, like there is like sort of an expectation that you're moving forward and in, in the relationship in some way. And there's going to like be that maybe at some point you want to like move in together or like get engaged or, you know, whatever. And and so it's sort of without that, those obligations, it's like super casual dating. So casual that you're not. And okay. have you, what's the longest, uh, friends with benefits relationship that you have or have had? Oh my God. Uh, Probably like ten months. Oh, wow, significant. That is these. But like on it, but like on and off, but like not like not like hanging out all the time or right. anything like that, and not like always sleeping together. And oh, oh, and 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 being legitimately friends during. Some yeah, time. I'm talking about like real, like like real friendships. Where you'll go for a couple months, you're hanging out, you're like going to movies together, nothing's happening. Well, not like a couple months, but I just mean like I, I think that like a true friend with benefits, like you should be able to hang out and not have sex at least right. once. Right. Otherwise, you're just, you know. And in the, like in the 10-month one specifically, are, is this a situation where one of you wanted it to become more? or I, just, I did. It's did. always me. And how did that conversation go? There were many conversations. Oh. I'm a very, I'm very, I'm very direct and talk about my feelings a lot. So I, uh, there were lots of conversations and uh, they went fine. But you know, you can't. I've like gotten a lot more zen about the fact that like people can have attraction and there are so many reasons why things don't work out and you like can't force someone else to be at the place that you're at and you have to kind of just go with it and take what you can get, not in a bad way, but like appreciate what you have or walk away from it. Which is like so much chiller than I really am, but that's what I'm trying to to pretend to be. It's just it's so funny to think that you could be rejected by someone who's like, no, I don't want more, and yet I will continue to do more of this for ten more months. Yeah. Where I will do all of the things that. You but do I th- yeah, but I I kind of get it. I mean, like I've definitely like 
I can get weird with commitment stuff and like freak out at labels and yeah. titles and all that stuff. So I sort of can see why that can be weird for people. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. 2018 is a new year. Sure. It's, you know, and maybe this is the year of me dating seriously. You know, I think also some of it is just kind of endemic to city living, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we as gay men especially are are freer with sex generally. You know what I mean? I think, you know, every straight person I knew living in New York in my 20s and 30s would live this lifestyle if such a thing were available to them. Right. And I think also for me, one of the things is like that I'm not good at like the grinder of it all. Yeah. So like the compromise to me is like the friend with benefits, like that right. someone you can like trust that you that you care about. But it's like there's no there's not a romantic component to it. Uh-huh. But when you did want there to be a romantic component and there's not, and you're kind of settling for this, well, then it's just like a, thing, a bummer, yeah. Yeah, then it sounds like repeated heartbreak. Sure, Does it not <laughs> it can be. Yeah, I mean, like I check in with myself a lot, and I also journal a lot, and I I work out my feelings. Um, yeah, it's not always great. I'm not saying it's like the ideal situation. Um, but I also feel like you know you could be dating someone and have much stronger feelings for them than they have for you, and it's always like a you know. Yeah. Kind of working through that. Uh-huh. What was your first relationship like? When when was it? My first relationship? Uh-huh. Uh I when I went was at college, um I was eight, I just turned 18. I um I had a boyfriend for like 3 months and one of those months was winter break so we were not together. Uh-huh. Um it was fine. It's a nice Catholic boy. Great. Wow. Uh band band geek. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, haven't spoken to him in a long time, which I guess is normal because it's been many, many years. Uh, you were in college together. We were in college together. We met. We were. He was my. He was my college friend, female. Her ex boyfriend. Mm, okay. Uh, Did a couple of those. And uh, they love that. <laughs> women, it was, women, women, women love that, especially yeah. when they're like you know also like eighteen and insecure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was you know it was it was nice. It was my first yeah my first boyfriend. Um, and then, and then I really shortly thereafter that during that started seeing someone else, and that went on for like three and a half years on and off, and that was my longest relationship. Uh-huh. And so, going back to eighteen, is that also when you came out? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I started coming out when I was in college, or in college, no, when I was in high school uh, to friends, and I came out to my parents when I was like, I think right around when I turned eighteen. How'd that go? It was fine. Yeah, it was not an issue. No, I have such a bad coming out story because I sent an email, which is like the worst way to come out. Or maybe so many people do it. I know, I know, but I feel like I was a pioneer. Um, (laughs) No, I like really, I remember that I like, I sent an email and then I, I, I was, Facebook was like super new. This was 04. And I like changed my Facebook to interested in men. And it was like, I was like, now I am out. Oh, it's very exciting. But the email was like, they were super sweet and great. And they were like, you could have come out like a long time ago, by the way. Not like they didn't say that directly, but like that was the implication. It was like, okay. Yeah. That was my mom too. She was like, I've met you. (laughs) Well, it was more just like, yeah. And I think it's like, I knew they'd be cool with it. I don't know why I put it off for so long, but you know, there was still that, that, like that little feeling of like, what if it goes badly? Mm. Um, But it didn't, it was fine. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So uh-huh. what was the ending of the 10-month um, – this one has taken on big significance in my mind. My like, friend with benefits the, thing? Yeah. I've, I've had others too. I mean that's just like – I was just trying to think like the longest time I've like been sort of consistently hanging out with someone that I sleep with. Um, uh, there's no ending. It just uh, – yeah, you know, it's open You might see him tonight. I, no. I'm, you know, I live in New York and I'm in LA, so probably right, not. Right. Um, no, I, I just, I, I do think that, like, for me, I definitely stepped away a little bit because of feelings. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You don't really break up with someone when you're not together, which is yeah. not super healthy for like closure purposes. But uh, I think, yeah, it leaves a sort of, it's like sort of open ended. Yeah, sometimes it is good to have that big. Final, you know, blowout. I always want to have like I always like in my mind like want to have like a big crying like fight. Have you ever had that? No, never. I mean, when I broke up with my like long three and a half year boyfriend, like we broke up a few times, and the second time there were a lot of tears on my end, but it wasn't like a fight. It was like this isn't working. I've never had like a fight with someone. Is that like a thing that happens where people like actually fight and break up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've always like I've just always had like the kind of breakups where it's like 
you know, this this is not working and, and like we need to stop. Yeah, well, you might just be more mentally stable than I. I don't yeah, think that's true. Seems, yeah. No, I just think you've that, had more therapy than we have. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I cry an awful lot, but I that's good. Is it? Yes. Okay. When's the last time you cried? Oh my god, I cried like earlier today, but I can't remember why. Um, I cried. I watched Angels in America. Like I was watching clips of Angels in America yesterday and just like sobbing on my bed for no reason. So that was that's a reason. Yeah, that is a reason. But the fact that I was like, I need to watch this right now was not was like silly. (laughs) Okay, that was like that was like a choice to like feel sad. Yeah, this was emotion porn. Right. Um, I mean, there was like right. Um, and like earlier in the day, I had seen that they were doing a ragtime concert with the original cast, and I cried reading that as well. (laughs) Just reading the information. Yes, wow. and I know that I, I know that I cried today about something, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, I just like I, I oh I was talking about call me by your name. I started crying. Uh, what part? The dad's speech. Of course, the of speech. course, the dad's speech. Like I can't even. I don't even want to like start talking about it because I will start crying. But like <laughs> I can't describe that speech and like what it means to me without getting emotional. Well, what does it mean to you? I'm not doing. I'm not doing. Well, this. I'm not trying to make you cry. I really do want to hear. About Have you had a moment speech. like that with your parents? No. I think that I think it, like it's almost fantasy. I think that that, that level of intimacy so and like openness is like so beautiful, but also like it's actually weird to be that open with your parents. Yeah, it does not yeah. exist. Anywhere um, in this world. And I think that also like people don't really talk like that the way he talks in that in that scene about like yeah. you know. But I think it's a really beautiful sentiment uh, nonetheless. Yeah, it felt less like oh, this is something that this character would do, and more like here is us, the movie, giving this gift, this offering to all the gay men in the audience who would, could never had a conversation I, like this with their father. I cried so hard when I saw that movie. Like it was, it was appalling. It was like they needed to call someone to like get help. Like it was not. And I like I was a press screening, and I try to like silently weep if anything, but I could not. I couldn't deal. I was so emotional for like the entire like from when they say goodbye in the train to him calling his mother, which was like that part was very oh, like because was... I was like, how often have I like, called my mom crying and like not said why, but like she knows. And then like the dad speech, and I and then the fireplace at the end, and I was just like, no, I'm done. This movie has taken all alert, of my tears. By the way, for all there's the a fire, there's a fireplace at the end. <laughs> there's a fireplace. Um, uh, and yeah. he's dressed like uh, Mark Almond at the end, which I think is a really nice touch. It's a, I mean, I don't. You, you guys have sure talked about it on on your show. Yeah. I know it's a it's a contentious film, but I think it's gorgeous and very moving. And uh, that's my review. Mm, hot take. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> I know I'm the only one who thinks this, but no, uh, I fully agree. I do yeah, feel no, like a lot of like gay, I, there's like a weird like. I, I watched it with a friend recently, and he was like, "I feel ba- like I, I liked it, but I feel basic saying that." And then he kind of like turned away from liking it. I felt right, right. Where I was like, you know, can we just like things? But I, I was a fan of looking, so clearly I'm just one of those. I mean, I was I, I watched every episode of Looking. Yeah, good, good for you. It, be. it wasn't perfect, but we can't expect things to be, and yet we and do. Yet we do, and yet we do. Yeah. Yeah, the thing it, like the thing on the screen has to depict our experience exactly right. Yeah. Or slightly better. Yeah. Or otherwise it's Or it has garbage. to be nothing like our experience at all so we can be on the outside of it and comment on it uh-huh. and this was kind Speaking of Speaking of pronouncing names though, I just want to say that I learned recently that it's Timote Timote Chalamet. Timote Chalamet. Oh, okay. Well, it's spelled Timote. And I had thought that, but I was like no way because everyone calls him Timothy. Right. And I was at the New York Film Critics Circle dinner. And I saw him, and I was like, "I'm gonna ask him," and I and I did. What? Wait, wait, what? Hold the what? fucking phone! <laughs> You've been in this room for an hour, <laughs> and you just got to the part where you met Elio. Okay, so it's actually like, basically, I don't I don't talk to like celebrity. I don't do that because like I do it for work, and I'm try- I'm professional and all this stuff, and like I don't do that but he was like right there mm-hmm. and like and he was saying hi to Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. and I was very overwhelmed by all of that also of course you were and and Saoirse Ronan had bumped into me earlier and said sorry in her accent so I was just like having a lot of like yeah, yeah. lot was happening this has all been inside of your head this whole and time I, yeah. and I and, and I fucking open your mouth <laughs> I'm and sorry I'm sorry I'm telling you now and so I was like I was like okay the one thing I have to do is I have to ask how to pronounce his name so I went over to him and I was like I just want to you know congratulate you because he'd won an award that night um, and he grabbed my hand um 
Amy held it. And I was like, and he was like, you know, thank you so much. And I was like, you were great in Prodigal Son, which is a play he did off Broadway two years ago. Cause I knew that if I said that, he'd be yeah. like, oh, this guy's, this guy gets me. I know and your like, early albums. Right. Like you, that's like such a good thing to say to someone. Like some, some actor is like, I saw that play you did like two years ago that yeah. no one came to, uh, or only like old people came to. And he was like, so, you know, delighted. And then I was like, asked him how to pronounce his name. I, I was like, is it T- Timothy or Timothy? And he's like, Timote. And I said, do people call you that? And he said, like, the cool people do. But let me tell you the best part. Touching his heart. He never stopped holding my hand the entire time. Wow. He held my hand for the minute we talked. And I, my, my friend was like, he's just pandering to, he's like, he knows you're gay. He's just doing it. I was like, yeah. I don't care. I, I, was, I was like, I was like, it's fine. Uh, like handshake that then stayed in handshake position. No, it was or? like, it was, he was holding it like you were, as if you were going to kiss someone's hand. Like, so it was like a, wow. it was like a handshake kind of, you know, thing of like saying hi, but then it was like, kind of like holding it like that. Wow. And, um, it was really an incredible moment. But the point of that is, uh, it's Timote. And wow. you've been friends with benefits ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's a little young and a yes. little straight, but yeah. that's fine. Well, I'm crying. So oh. thanks for that. I wanted to end on an emotional note. We can just all stare into the fire <laughs> while <laughs> Visions of Gideon plays. Oh, be warmed by the memory of that story. Wow. I am. That's what helps when I'm having you. trouble dating. My God. Well, Lewis. I mean, I, I hope that your DMs blow up. Oh, my I God. Yeah, I hope not. Let's just. I feel like I should step away from that. But also, like, do DM me if you feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. They're open. Slide so, in. Yeah, slide on in there. Oh, they're open. They're open. What? They, like Lewis. If, if anybody gets a DM from you, if they want to differentiate, oh, is he being friendly or does he want to I'm super fuck, direct. What, what I'm super direct. Um, no, I, I mean, I think it's like, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of exactly what I would say, but, like, I think it would be pretty clearly flirty versus, like, something totally innocuous. Flirty such as. Yeah, okay. I examples. mean, like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm very good at flirting. I think that honestly, the, the guy that I was talking about earlier, who like hopefully will never listen to this. Um, in fact, I'll tell him not to. 10 months. Which will ensure that he does. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think I like, we had like liked each other's like, we'd both taken like photos that were like very clearly like cries for attention. And yeah. I think I just DM'd him and was like, you're hot. I think it was very simple. And then it was like, let's hang out. And it was like, and I thought it was like a hookup thing. And then we like became friends. So you said you're up. hot. Yeah. Oh. So it, not right away though. We became friends and then, yeah. Oh, so it was a bit of a slow burn. A little bit of a slow burn. Interesting. Well, folks, Lewis Peitzman. <laughs> at Lewis Peitzman. What a way to end it, Jesus. As if I any of you it. aren't following him already. I mean, come Please. on. If you but aren't, you don't know what's good for do you. Do check out nifty.org. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please do. Louis, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks Lewis, for having you're, me. You're such a heart. Wow. What a show. What a, we got to get out of here. Your stomach's growling. It is. It is. Absolutely is. All that talk of Timothée Chalamet <laughs> got my mouth watering. Well, we Lord want to thank mercy. our dear, dear friend, Louis Peitzman. God almighty. That A.K.A. Louis Peitzman. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> He'll settle on a on a pronunciation at some point in his life, and you know, yeah. Um, thank you to all the Backstreet Boys. Thank you to everybody uh, at Earwolf. Mm-hmm. Thank rest you in to- peace to the guy from LFO. Yes, and thank you. And rest in peace, Dana Wickens, who passed away out of uh-huh. panic when we got whatever we got <laughs> wrong during that conversation. Um, thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, all those fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> all you Earwolf fuckers. Thank you to. Um, Ben to fucking wise. Ben fucking wise for the music. Thank you to uh, the 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 friends with benefits that Lewis yes, Peitzman has yes. in New York City who may or may not be listening yeah. right now. Thank We've you. We've seen pictures of some of you. <laughs> Thank you, Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Mom, for <laughs> enduring Fifty Shades of Grey and not believing me when I told you that S and M was a real thing. <laughs> Dippy. Dippy. Straight Goofy. Oh, guys, please rate us and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, by the way. Yeah, please. And follow us on Twitter. Call yeah. us with questions. We want to give you advice. Oh, by the way, there's a Facebook group. <gasps> there is now a Facebook That's group for right. Homophilia, the podcast. I don't know how to get there, but I guess just search for Homophilia search podcast. Homophilia in the search podcast, bar. exclam. Or, and that, and oh, that, exclamation. You'll find it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, or you know f- on Twitter we'll direct you. You'll find us, guys. Find Just the find thing. us. You're connect young. with us, please. You're connected. You're vibrant. Uh, Matt, I will see you next week. See you next week. 
I'm a nasty Aaron Gibson. I'm homosexual Brian Safi, and we host the Throwing Shade podcast. On Earwolf. We talk about women's issues, LGBT issues. Pop culture, 90 90 Day Day Fiance. Fiance. We go through all of it. We've had guests like Kay Cannon, Trixie Mattel, Ira Madison, Matt Belisai, Paula Tompkins. And us. Yes. We we are our own guests. So far, the most interesting people on the show have been Aaron and me. You can check us out on Earwolf on your favorite podcasting app. Yeah. Or check me out on Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) I'll be the one polishing the Steven Seagal star. And I'll be... Sorry, Katie Siegel. And I'll be supplying the shoe shine. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.